1: you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. This might be your first day of work this week, trying to get back to normal. I talked to some folks in our office today that had yesterday off, and they're trying to get back to normal. We've had a normal week. We hope you are having a fairly normal week as we head towards the Texas spring game. A lot of teams getting into spring game mode. It's four days away. We'll definitely talk Texas spring game coming up. Also, a big story in Texas basketball that may be shocking to some fans, including the guy I do a show with every day. We're going to find out. I'm Chad Hastings. That guy is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay?
0: What up, Chad? Yeah, your boy's hurting a little bit today. Not going to front to you people. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hurting a little bit, but... The Horns baseball team got a big win last night. Let's see if they can get another big win tonight at the dish against those bobcats. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a bobcat? Yeah. <laughs> sound like you're clearing your throat. <laughs> <laughs> you Sounds like an old man. Hey, eat them up, cats.
1: Okay. All right. You're finding the silver lining. That's you know, good. That's
0: the sound I make every time I pass a uh, good-looking cougar. Ah. Yeah. Bro.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. You got a little bit? I guess that- you got...
0: You know, when things get a little wild and stuff, I imagine that's the noise they make when oh, you're see. doing the deed.
1: Yeah, I wonder, is that like a call you have? Like, we're both married, so we're not out there chasing cougars. But if you're now, chasing a cougar, is there like a call? People need to let us know. If you're into the cougar chasing,
0: what's the opposite? I mean, it's 2023. I feel like catcalling and all that stuff, Yeah, you know, it's kind of exit out of people's lives, which it should. Catcalling, that's pretty... Y'all were wilding when y'all were doing that, that era.
1: And what do we call the opposite of that? If women are out looking for— on the prowl? If people are out on the prowl for older men, what do they call that? Is that a sugar daddy search? Is that a what? I mean, you could do sugar Hello. mama, I guess, on the other side, too. Yeah, probably I don't know. sugar
0: daddy hunting. Yeah,
1: let us know. Let us know what sound effects you need to uh, to get it taken care of nowadays. We'll get Zay's sound effects on that basketball story coming right up. Uh, Texas baseball did get the win last night, 5 to 2. We've got the NBA play in game situation starting tonight. It will be complete with LeBron James and the Lakers. There's some good, a uh, couple interesting matchups tonight, so we'll get into all of that. Uh, we hope you are having a great Tuesday. Uh, some football notes out. there, mock drafts and all kinds of stuff as we close in on the spring game and the NFL draft and all of that. But let's start with a story that as of yesterday, Zay, when I was listening to, um, actually I was listening to our guy Jeff Howe on Light the Tower talk about Texas basketball and some of the changes. Yesterday it was about Frank Haith. Uh, Coming in, former assistant that now will be an assistant coach again, according to reports. Uh, And I also heard him mention, and uh, in fact, I pulled up a story today from Horns247.com from Jeff Howe. He had mentioned Rowan Rowan Brumbaugh yesterday as a guy who had entered the portal. But today, if you're a Longhorn basketball fan, you wake up to another name in the portal that I don't know how many people were expecting, and it's Arterio Morris. Now, the second known member of this team that plans to enter the transfer portal. Zay, obviously, this can go, we've seen it go the other way. We've seen guys go into the portal and come out of it in football, I know. I'm not sure how much it happens in basketball. Give me your concern level today as you hear this story.
0: Very concerned, and it doesn't happen much, especially for a five-star former McDonald's All-American like Arterio Morris, who y'all know, y'all been listening to this show all year long. I've been very high on him, and this season, it was up and down for him, but you knew it was going to be that when you have Serge Ibari Rice, Marcus Carr, and Tyrese Hunter all getting 30-plus minutes a game. I mean, well, Serge Barry Rice, he would have like 25 Five minutes a game and be the most productive 25 minutes you're gonna get. Definitely gonna miss that. It was hard for Arterio Morris to get in the rotation. And in basketball, Chad, especially for a young guard, you're just trying to find a rhythm. And when you're getting only 12 minutes, you know, sometimes 6, sometimes 18. You don't know. It's sporadic. And, again, you a, he was a Chris Beard guy. He was recruited by Chris Beard, even though Coach Terry probably had a little bit to do with that. He came to play for Chris Beard. So him leaving, that was probably a huge deal for him. But still, the minutes that he played this year, he showed flashes of that five-star McDonald's All-American that could – Possibly be a really good, maybe future NBA prospect. And then he showed flashes of a freshman. He would make a mistake, do a really bad turnover, take a ill-advised shot. Just stuff you'd normally see freshmen do. And, you know, when you're looking around the Big 12 especially and you see guys that – you went to USA camp with, and you played in McDonald's All-Americans and all these other LeBron camps, KD camps, Chris Paul camps, et cetera. You've been seeing these guys in the summer, AAU circuit like a Grady Dick or a Keontae George or a Brandon Miller, guys like that who are thriving, who are eating, and you're not getting minutes. That hurts a little bit. So I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. The transfer portal clearly has a lot to do with it because – This coaching staffs right now, they're looking at guys and they're letting them know, hey, we're going after so-and-so. We need this and that. You need to understand you're going to be fighting for minutes no matter what. Like, yes, we would love to have you back, but if you look at what the Horns are trying to get, they got some dudes coming in. Quincy Oliveri out of Rice, he's 22 years old, grad uh, transfer, played four years uh, already played four years of college basketball. He averaged 19 points last year. So even though that's Rice and that's not power six, that's that's still bringing in some high-profile guys. Mm-hmm. Max A. Smith, they're looking at him for Oral Roberts. He's averaged over 20 points the last three years, and he's only six foot. So... It would be wrong to not go after those big time guys you're trying to get betters and arterial Morse he knows that you know Tyrese Hunter he might be coming back I think he is coming back because he ain't on in any mock drafts for any ones I've seen for the NBA 2023 draft coming up. Yeah, he, zero. Right,
1: because he's not in a transfer portal situation. He's testing the waters for the draft. Yeah, yeah. they're just
0: going to let them know, nah, you ain't ready yet. And that's right. fine. There's a lot of guys that aren't ready yet.
1: I'm glad they let him do that. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad they're starting to listen to him.
0: Right, because there was a point of time if you win, that's it. Yeah, You, you can't come back. Yeah. That was, and that hurts so many guys and I wish they would have made that uh, uh you know change sooner, but yeah, I if it hurts cause you see the upside on Arterio Morris like that lob he caught in the Big Twelve tournament against Kansas. Oh my lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like he he showed something different than Tyrese Hunter, Sergei Barry Rice, and Marcus Carr. As good as those guys were this year, like Marcus Carr. His highlight reel is ridiculous. The step-back jumpers, the threes, the off-the-wrong-foot foot off the wrong foot floaters off the glass. Like Marcus Carr, he was great this year. Serge Barry Rice, the pump fake, the knocking down threes, the toughness, you know, just using this lean. He was good this year, and even though Tyrese Hunter had that up-and-down season where he was really good at the beginning, in the middle, not so much, and then at the end he was solid, you know, you're fighting all those guys for minutes. And for a five-star type of McDonald's American guy, like I just said, when you see the the guys that you went to camps with out there getting clocked and thriving and stuff, that hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I could see his pride and understand that, yo, there are times where I was saying on our show, Chad, I thought he should be playing a lot more than Tyrese Hunter. Because Tyrese Hunter was going through a drought and really struggling, but they stuck with Tyrese Hunter because of what he brought defensively and just his playmaking ability and a lot of eyes being on him freed a lot of open looks for guys like Timmy Allen down the Marcus Carr, Serge Barry Rice, etc. So, man, it's tough. It's a part of the business. You got to understand it. I wish Arterio Morris, you know, the best, but It hurts. It hurts because you see the upside. You know, I I love what Andrew Jones brought to the team. I, Arterio Morris got more than that. I love what Courtney Ramey brought in his four years. Arterio Morris got more than that. He, got, he has, like, a certain it factor that mm-hmm. you just can't teach. Just the athleticism, you know, the crossovers and stuff. He has to clean up his shot selection, but a lot of freshmen do. And he's still learning the game, and, you know, this, this is tough. But... The guys that Coach Terry and them are hunting in the transfer portal, I think it had a lot to do with Arterio's decision on moving on and trying to find somewhere else to have a good collegiate career.
1: So if you have any thoughts on it, if you're a Longhorn fan, Specs text line 337-3776. Now this texter says, Morris can move on. Basketball team will be just fine. Obviously, if you're a Longhorn fan, you hope that is true. Uh if he does move on, our man CB, Chris Bennett, says, I saw a twenty-four mock draft this morning that had Ron Holland going number four and Mitchell number seventeen. That's a big
0: reason too. Yo, man, Ron Holland in that Nike summit plan for USA team, because that's not like the McDonald's on American game. McDonald's on American game is like all-star game type stuff. Mm-hmm. The USA versus the world, that's more like a real basketball game. We're pressing up 94 feet once the ball scores. We're pressing. We're getting after
1: yeah. you. That's the one that just ended. That's where, the
0: one that just ended. Where he
1: threw that nice stat line out with, like, 15, 10, six, six steals. Six, everything. Couple blocks. Just
0: said everything yeah. well. Just showed everything. Right. And that's what you want. You want it in that setting, that type of setting where you're playing for real. Everybody's locking up, like – Isaiah Collier, he did his thing. Wagner, Mm -hmm. DJ Wagner, Bronny James even played well. Like, everybody, it wasn't no McDonald's All-American, you know, everybody's out for theirs. It was more like a team game feel. And Ron Holland at 6'8", the things that he could do, he going to play next year. Whether you like it or not, that dude's going to play. And A.J. Johnson, a lot of people don't know about him because he's not playing in all of these, you know, McDonald's All-American, Jordan Classic games, and he didn't get invited to Portland for the USA Hoop Summit, but he gonna come in at 6'5 at the point guard, he gonna get a shot too. So those guys get in the gym now because with Arterio Morris going and still us not knowing what's going to go down in the transfer portal, we're going to talk to Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods uh, at 1 o'clock and he'll break it down a little bit more too in depth for us. But, yeah, I, you just never know. And this is the University of Texas. I have faith in Coach Terry and this coaching staff to grab guys out of the transfer portal because, hey, my man Quincy Oliveri, he's already down to his top four, and Texas is one of them. Hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, kid, Max Asemis. I'm pretty sure Texas is on his top list, too. You know, you already got Big Man uh, coming in, or hopefully, excuse me, coming in for a visit in Shidrick out of uh, Virginia, the 6'11 Big Man. So it's. Guys are going to have to fight for playing time. That's just what it is. So if Artario Morris didn't like that, if he thought that, you know, like a lot of people around this area thought he was just going to come in and be that starting number two guard, nah, bro. That ain't how it works. We saw this year in the transfer portal, FAU and Miami, UConn, all these teams, like UConn has no point guard. Newton, 6'6", Jackson, they don't have no true point guard. So you can win in different ways, and all these coaches and all these universities and schools are trying to figure out what works for them, and it's tough. Like, this is the new age of college basketball. It's the new age of College athletics and all these coaches are trying to figure it out, and some are thriving and some are struggling, John Calipari. Yeah,
1: I see a name also here. Uh, did you mention USC uh, Reese Dixon-Waters? That's
0: right, Reese Dixon-Waters, 6'6". Six, six. He's like an all-pack
1: 12 guy, right? Mm-hmm. He could hoop. And apparently uh, Rodney Terry has already done an in-home with him. Uh, so these are guys uh, a lot of guys that'll be be looked at and again we keep mentioning it we'll see if Arterio morris could very well go into the transfer portal that allows you to talk to other teams but it also allows texas to make the case for why they might want him back maybe he ends up back at texas maybe not but again the report is Arterio morris will enter the transfer portal yeah and
0: you knew ron brumball wasn't coming back I knew that wasn't. Yeah. That one didn't surprise you. Hell no. Okay. When he was going I know he was going to go to Georgetown, but Mm -hmm. I knew he was gone.
1: And real quick on Morris, before we get the a quick little football mention in here of the spring game, in terms of Morris, I know during the season you talked about Tyrese Hunter right as the Chris Beard thing was happening and the transition was happening. Hunter was a guy for you that was really connected to Chris Beard and you were watching his game in terms of how he reacted, correct? Yeah. Is Arterio Morris that type of guy for you? Like, when you heard the transfer, did you immediately think to yourself, could be Ole Miss? Like, was he that connected to
0: Beard? think. I don't think he's that connected to Beard. I just think him, like, he saw the slump that Tyrese Hunter went through. As a competitor, again, I was pitching for him to get more clock. They weren't. They weren't giving it to him. They were allowing Tyrese Hunter to fight through the slumps, and they were believing in him, and they were saying all the right things. Like, Coach Terry would go and say, yo, it's more than just shooting. It's more than just scoring what Tyrese Hunter brings to the table. And Tyrese would go and, you know, make passive-aggressive Instagram posts and stuff, which, like, okay, I hear y'all talking, which I dig. But still, we all saw it. Tyrese Hunter went through a huge slump this year. And the fact that... Arterial didn't get really put into the lineup like he maybe should have. I probably stuck with him. Mm. I probably yeah. did because we saw the flashes. Like, he hit two huge threes against Xavier, and then he didn't play against Miami. Like, he, he played in the first half against Miami, but then he didn't play in the second. So we, we never know at the end of the day why he left, but Chris Beard probably had a little bit to do with it. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes
1: peeled on that story. Arterio Morris looks to be headed into the transfer portal. And like Zay said, we're going to talk to uh, a guy he I know has talked basketball with before, uh, and that is Kenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com. We'll talk to him at 105, get his thoughts on the Morris move, but also some of those other names that Texas is. Looking at. So, also, of course, you know, we mentioned four days away from the Texas spring game. Let me make sure we get this out. We'll talk about it throughout the week. But considering what this spring game might be, I decided we may need to roll a little post game on this spring game. I just got a feeling like somebody will want to talk about something. I got a feeling, you Longhorn fans out there, you might have feelings after Saturday's game. So just in case, we're going to have a post-game show for you. So here's how it'll all lay out. Spring game, pre-game, the guys will be down at Bevo Boulevard. They're going to crank Bevo Boulevard open uh, at, I believe, do we see 8 a.m. today? Uh, they're going to get everything open at 8 a.m., Bevo Boulevard, do some of the festivities. they got a concert plan with Longhorn City Limits. I believe it's Briscoe that's going to be playing pregame uh, for us 11 a.m our normal guys that you've had, you've seen on pregame down there uh, Aaron Rod and Harge they will be down there they'll kick it up to Craig in the booth at 12:45 kickoff at one o'clock game runs two hours or so depending on how Sark wants to do it. And then we will have a call-in show for you. So our guys Cameron Parker and Ty Henderson, they will be there. They're just like a lot of you. They are Longhorn fans, like Zay is a Longhorn fan. And I think that's a great energy to have on post game because they're feeling what y'all are feeling at that same time. So be ready to get your call-ins going uh, and call 447-3776 right after the game as you're walking out talking to your buddies about whatever you see. Zay, four days away, are you prepared for all the reaction and overreaction in this version? Because it's always overreaction, always. Because if your offense looks great, it means there's something wrong with your defense. If your defense makes a badass play, it means something's up with your offense. Plus Arch Manning, plus the Quinn Ewer stuff, plus the receivers, plus the running backs, plus losing Bijan Roshan, plus the Steve Sarkeesian questions that are looming in your head. Are you ready for what this is about to be
0: Saturday afternoon? I'm getting ready. Okay. I'm getting ready. I don't think I need a Red Bull or anything, but I'll I'll be ready. I'll be locked in. You know, this might be one of the most anticipated spring games of all time from any university, from national media, local media, international media, because everybody's going to be wondering what Arch Manning's going to look like. Quinn Yours in year two. And just the expectations that the Texas Longhorns have this year. Mm-hmm. You know, five and seven year one under Steve Sarkeesian. All right. Yeah, it's unacceptable, but still, we'll let that ride. Then eight and five, better, but knowing what we know now, Xavier Wordy having a broken hand, you know, just d- different things like that, seeing TCU come out of nowhere like they did seeing Kansas State win the Big 12, a team that you beat, it's you're still asking yourself what could have been. Where were the misplays here and there? What Did Bijan get enough carries? Steve Sarkeesian, your play calling was very questionable. Now coming into 2023 without Bijan Robinson, so where is Steve Sarkeesian going to go in his play calling now? Because, again, mm-hmm. we're going to see the deep ball, of course. That's just mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, well, yeah. that's
1: a big prediction. Are you sure we're going to see the deep ball?
0: <laughs> am, I, am I going sure? out there on the limb? Oh, that could be uh, easy. I, careful. Wild take, huh? Careful. Wild take there.
1: Here, let me hold Let me hold out like a broomstick or something for you to hang on to
0: while you're out there. Just be careful now. Yeah, so the wide receiver room is better. That's a fact this year. It, it, it just is. Oh, got are yeah. back. A.D. Mitchell, you know, more. Jontae Cook, you hear about the year he's having already, just being, already being in camp, not even on campus for four months, already just dominating at that position. We'll see what he could do. But the defense always looks better than the offense during this time of the year. And I will be, I guess, focusing more on the offense and who stands out. Because to me, knowing that the defense is usually better, if you're out there balling mm-hmm. on offense, then you're balling. And I don't want to get into that negative mindset yet of, oh, man, our defense is going to be trash. Because there are those questions there, like who's going to be – on when you look – if you're Jalen Ford and you look to your left or right, wherever he's playing, who's going to be that guy Uh right next to you? Because Agent Zero – Say what you want about him. He's going to get drafted this year, and he covered up a lot of ground with his athleticism, and he came into his own this final season. Who's going to be that dude? And I think everybody's expecting Anthony Hill to be that, but he's just a freshman. He ain't ready yet. Mm -hmm. I want him to be ready, but I don't feel confident when you go up to Alabama throwing him out there starting right now. And if he proves us wrong, then this team, talk about Big 12, we're talking about national championship, if that happens. But that's that's saying a lot. But right now, what you got, Morris Blackwell, you've mm-hmm. heard good things about him. Yep. Jet Bush, I, the other freshman, LaFalle, cool. Dave Benda, you've heard good things about him. Steve Sarkeesian talked good things about him. He did. But lot those, all those guys aren't proven. All, yeah. They're just not, so... As good as Jalen Ford was last year, that's going to be something I look for in linebacker position. I talked about – we talked about edge rushers with uh, Joe Cook yesterday. I asked him about that. i am obviously be looking at that in the D-line. You know, they got to get to the quarterback. But Jalen Calamon, he's not playing tomorrow, so – I expect him to be huge this year. I expect him to be healthy this year. I'll praying that he's healthy because mm-hmm. you just know what, you know, he went through over there in Fayetteville. but, yeah, man i I'm not gonna get too high. I'm not gonna get too low. I'm gonna focus on the offense and then, I'll run it back and watch the defense when I can. But yeah, I'm going into it looking at the offense without Bijan Robinson and seeing if Quinn Ewers has taken that next step as a leader and as a guy who's just tuned up his mechanics the way that he should if he wants to be that future first round quarterback like everybody thought he was coming out of South Lake Carroll.
1: That sounds very mature and realistic. Thank you. I'm growing, man. Just remember you said it at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Just remember. <laughs> Just remember that you said it. We're going to talk about that throughout the week. Four days away, Longhorn fans, let us know what are you excited to see, what do you want to see, what don't you want to see. Saturday, 1 o'clock, and again, we'll start the pregame down there at Bevo Boulevard at 11. We'll roll all the way through and take your calls all the way till probably about 5 o'clock or so as you're coming out of the stadium. So stay with us right here on the Horn all day long on Saturday.
0: Is there diet Kool-Aid? You want locale? Locale, like is that – Low cal that, That's steroids? where I'm at.
1: Is that what you want? That's where I'm at. Okay. I'm, you
0: know, I, I see the potential. Sparkling water, maybe? You know some. It's still got to be Kool Aid. Maybe Tang.
1: Oh, okay. You mean, want you know, Diet
0: Tang? Not Diet Tang. No. You got to just go with Tang because Tang. Tang's already on the bootleg. So. It's
1: good enough for the astronauts. It's good but enough I, for you. I don't
0: want to be completely on the Kool Aid. Okay. Just because, you know, it's been a hot minute since we held up that Big 12 title.
1: Yes. So I,
0: I don't want to be all up in the kool-aid like crazy oh yeah nah i'm gonna go with the monkeys and sip on a little tang just sip it like some wine we ain't gonna go but just sip it and know that we have the potential to do some beautiful things this year 2023 season for texas football monkeys are you talking about the tang commercials have yeah, monkeys tang in them monkeys back had, in the day
1: yeah they had monkeys oh i forgot about that yeah, i just I remember been... the astronauts i don't remember the monkeys drinking I... tang I could have sworn they were I'm not saying you're <laughs> wrong. I just don't remember. That's a long time ago.
0: It might have been another punch or it's another drink. A- oh, I'm I- pretty I- sure it was Tang, though.
1: Oh, I grew up on some Tang now. That's, I mean, I did. And Am- Tang how-
0: just one flavor?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah just no. like
0: the orange? Now, at
1: one point, they might have gone to other flavors, <laughs> but we're not. Yes, one flavor of Tang, and we had two flavors of Gatorade for years. Years. The- Green and orange. That's it. No fancy blues and purples. We didn't have any of that. Yeah, Tang Monkeys. The Tang
0: Monkeys. I don't tang remember. Tang Monkeys. Yeah, they were commercials I do not and remember stuff. the Tang Monkeys. So blue and
1: gray, green and what? All we had was orange and green when they came out with Gatorade. Heck, when Gatorade first came out, there was no orange. It was just the green, which is still my favorite, the lemon-lime
0: Gatorade. Okay.
1: No pre-made. You had to make it yourself with the powder. Okay. And, oh, you could make it nice and sugary if you wanted to. Um, and then the orange came along pretty quick.
0: Okay. I'm thinking lemon line as yellow, so that's why I was a little thrown off. Sorry, yellow or green, however sense. you want That that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever color
1: right. you, you, you deem that to be. All right. So let us know what you're thinking on the Texas Spring game. Arterio Morris into the transfer portal. Those are our big longhorn stories of the day. We got some national stuff to get into as well. Up next, let's talk a little NBA. Seven and eight games tonight. Winner gets in for sure, loser still has an opportunity. We'll get Zay's thoughts on those games and tell you where you can see them. Don't move. It's the horn.
0: Chad and Zay.
1: Yeah, this is one that takes a little bit to get going, Zay, in terms of vocals. But it's an all-timer. I am not surprised. An absolute all-timer. If you meet someone and they tell you that they've never listened to Metallica and they want to hear some Metallica... This is the song I would start them with. You put them on this? I would say, okay, sit down and listen to Master of Puppets. Let me know what you think, and we'll work from there. Because whether they like this or not will tell me what else I might have them listen to.
0: So this is, uh, I go to the Metallica Metallica concert, they got to perform this? Absolutely. They're going to perform this?
1: Yes. Okay. In fact... There's a couple songs I guess I could think of that they might have to do before this. I mean, they have to do in addition to it, but yeah, you're, you're not walking out of there without hearing Master yeah. of Puppets. It's such a great song, and live, whoo, mercy. So, so good. All right, Metallica gets us started, and if you haven't heard, the, we, we've been talking about albums and stuff, that's an album. That's an
0: album. I was just. I thinking, wonder. I like, never heard a Metallica album. All I the way do through.
1: wonder. We're gonna have to have that discussion then, because there's one of two I would send you send you through. My two favorite Metallica records are this one, Master of Puppets, and Ride the Lightning, the one that happened right before it. Those are the two I think that are their their just best. Some people might go Black Album. Some people might go other. Maybe and Justice for All. There's a lot of justice freaks out there. I get it. I'd go with one of these two. We'll have to think that, about that. See,
0: that's how you know you're a classic band or artist when you're debating which album's more classic. Yeah. But other people are like, nah, this is more classic. I'm like, nah, yeah. this one here. Yeah. Like, you could say that about Jay Z and Nas a, and stuff. It's yeah. rare. Yeah. One of the music snob
1: questions I always love to ask people is that it's like if somebody's going to introduce you're introducing to the band, what's the album you play for them? What's the song you play? Or sometimes I'll say the aliens land, and they say like if an alien landed and said, "Who's Jay Z? What do you
0: play him? What do you give him?" Um, I don't know because you want do you, you want to start at the beginning of his career with reasonable doubt ninety six blueprint. The first one.
1: Right. Because there's some Metallica freaks that'll tell you, just go with the first album. Just yeah. say, play Kill 'Em All because it's the very first thing and it's a great record. Just leave it alone with that. I would probably say go to that second or third album. But uh that's some good music snobbery discussion. By the way, our music snobbery this week is going to take a weird turn on Thursday because we're going to talk Jelly Roll and Lil' Kim. I've started the Lil' Kim album, Hardcore, from 1996. Pretty
0: interesting so Yo. far. Pretty interesting. Listening to it after Easter? whoa Whoa. it's it's something because man that girl
1: it takes a lot to get me to blush while listening to music but uh yeah i I see why it's called hardcore so we're gonna go through that one and then uh, listen to one of the jelly roll albums this week it's two albums neither of us have ever heard and we'll get into that on thursday but right now let's get into what's happening tonight In the NBA, it is play-in time. It's a little weird for people to remember every year about how play-in works. So I always refresh myself and go, oh, yeah, no, it's simple. And then by next year, I'll forget. But tonight, just know it's pretty simple. Tonight is, if you win, you get the seven seed. This is the seven versus the eight. So if you win, you get the seven. If you lose, you still are alive. You're just going to need to win another game in a couple days. So the first game tonight is Atlanta- And Miami in the East, and the winner will play Boston on Saturday. Interesting scheduling here, Zay. Minnesota plays the Lakers tonight. If LeBron and the Lakers get the win, they don't play until Sunday.
0: Oh, they love that. Wow, lots
1: of time off there. The winner gets Memphis, John ja Morant and the crew from Memphis, and it won't happen until Sunday. So rest is always something to watch, especially with a guy like LeBron and these Lakers. He and Anthony Davis obviously on the older side of a career, on the back side of a career, so you want to get as much rest as you can. Zay, give me a thought on uh, on the games tonight. Are these easy picks for you tonight as far as who's going to get these seven seeds?
0: No. No, because it's kind of like a March Madness feel. It's just one game, so anything could happen. These are NBA players. like (laughs) All these guys are really talented. So even though Minnesota is without their knockout king, Rudy Gobert, (laughs) and his three-time defensive player of the year status, like that's that's huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Carl Anthony Towns this year, both of those guys, they haven't played together much because he's been injured, uh, Cat, So now that Cat's back, he's going to be moved to the center, and that's going to be the Anthony Davis matchup. That's very intriguing. I look at someone like Anthony Edwards, who could drop 40 in any given game. You know, he's still trying to figure out his shot selection and stuff. Sometimes he takes too many jumpers. If he could get to the rack and just, you know, exploit his matchups, then Minnesota has a good chance. But. The Lakers, they're playing with extra motivation. Not only are they playing to get in the playoffs and get that seven seed so they can face Memphis on Sunday, they got guys, three guys, that were traded from Minnesota to L.A. this season. Okay. And they've already talked about Jared Vanderbilt. He's already talked about looking forward to this game. Him and D'Angelo Russell and – Guys that just came, and Malik Beasley, guys that just came from Minnesota and played games with those guys this season. So they're taking this personal, and I expect Jared Vanderbilt to be on Anthony Edwards, and when you practice against a guy and go to training camp with a guy, you know very unique things that others might not see on the normal scouting report because you've seen him up and close. You know what he likes as a teammate, and you know what he likes as – an opposing player so you could you have that advantage going up against them that the Timberwolves, they also have that against you but those aren't the main players that the lakers have Mm -hmm. it's anthony davis and lebron so it's different when you got d'angelo russell saying oh when coach finch from minnesota calls out son d'angelo russell says oh they go into cat down low Mm -hmm. i know this play
1: right yeah.
0: That's very simple. And LeBron's already the mastermind, high IQ guy he is. He already knows your plays anyway. So you're just adding extra fuel and extra strategy for the Lakers that I think is going to play in their favor, plus the loss of Rudy Gobert. You can't beat that.
1: Here's the other thing. Have you seen these stats, the specific stats about LeBron and Jaden McDaniels? No. So Jaden McDaniels is the guy that punched the wall and he's That's out. Right. That's right. This season, when LeBron faces Minnesota – If he's guarded by anybody else, he shoots fifty percent, fourteen of twenty-eight. If he's guarded by McDaniels, twenty percent.
0: Yeah. Three
1: of fifteen.
0: Yeah, McDaniels, six nine, gives LeBron at age thirty eight. He gives him problems. How about that? So that's huge not having him. So you gonna put on him now? Slow mo, Kyle Anderson? Also, based on the scheduling
1: that I threw out, isn't tonight the kind of game that if you are Darvin Ham and you are LeBron and you are Anthony Davis, isn't this full throttle, pedal to the metal, whatever you consider full power basketball to be? Because you know if you get the win tonight, you don't play till Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that's massive for those two, especially those two guys on the older side of things, get as much rest as you can. Like, I would think that motivation alone is, in addition to these guys missing for Minnesota, really powers L.A. tonight.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, say what you want about Anthony Davis. Yes, he's injury-prone, and every time he falls down, you gas, and you expect him to be out <laughs> for months and months and months. But he had a really good season this year, 26-12. and 12. He was great. And LeBron, even though he missed a lot of games due to injury and, and your father time that catches up with you, only played 55 games this year, Dude average 29, 8, and 7. Right.
1: So. One of the best and he lines he's ever and had. And he yeah.
0: don't play hard. He doesn't play hard because he knows I got to keep this energy. I got to save up because uh-huh. I know I'm going to need it. Yeah. I can't be dropping 40 every game and going out. for. I'm going to shoot a lot of threes. I'm going to shoot a lot of jumpers. I ain't going to get back on D. Regular season, LeBron never gets back on D. Ever. But what about tonight? He going to get back a the a little little bit more. A little bit more than usual. You might see a couple of chase down blocks and – yeah, no McDaniels, no Nas Reed, who's a solid player for Minnesota because he's injured and mm-hmm. no Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, Lakers, they should take care of business. I
1: can't wait to see how that what that energy level looks like for the Lakers. So, 6.30 on the start for Atlanta and Miami, and then 9 o'clock scheduled for Minnesota and the Lakers. It's all TNT tonight for the 7-8 games. The winners are the seven seed, and the losers are still alive. The loser of tonight's game will then have to beat the winner of the 9-10 game so if you're a 7-8 game you get you need to win one out of two and you're in if you're in that 9-10 game you've got to win two in a row to get in if that makes sense
0: watch that um atlanta miami game tonight because the jante murray and jimmy butler they might fight those dudes are really high intense dudes Mm -hmm. and to get to the playoffs jimmy butler he'll do whatever Those are two scrappy teams. You're right. That's a scrappy team. And, you know, Quinn Snyder, he took it over for Nate McMillan. And, you know, it's been rocky in Atlanta this season, because Trey Young, I mean, he's a Sooner, so you know it don't take much to get him disgruntled and bitching and all this <laughs> and stuff. He got that Baker Mayfield in him. Oh, it's just natural. They hey, give can't that help man. it. He can't help they it. They
1: hand that out to Norman hey, now? They can't help okay. it. Okay, all right, fair hey, enough. They
0: can't help it, so he's all upset and mad and stuff like, hey, you the franchise player. Be better. The East is really good. You're at the AFC for a reason. Jontae Murray, y'all both averaging over 20 points a game. Be better. That's what it is.
1: So that's tonight in the NBA. Speaking of basketball, if you're just tuning in, Longhorn fans, Arterio Morris headed into the transfer portal coming up at 1.05. We'll talk to Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com about it and see what he is hearing. Up next in the crap bag, apparently the NFL Sunday ticket has now let everybody know what the price is going to be. Are you willing to pay the price? We'll talk about it on the Horn.
0: God in say Oh you can you can see the crowd, can't you? <laughs> oh, it's getting me so hyped.
1: That's a great riff, man. Oh Yeah, no, I don't think it's him. I was gonna guess Slayer, but it doesn't sound. It's Slayer. Qu- it is Slayer. It's Slayer. Okay, sounds a. Li- yeah, no, that's him. Okay, what's the song called? Behind the Crooked Cross. Well, of course it is Slayer, ladies and gentlemen. Slayer and Metallica, getting us started today. Two of the big four. Look at say. Going Thrash Metal Royalty today with Metallica and Slayer. Now all we need is a little Megadeth and Anthrax, and we'll be complete. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Lots of stuff out there today. Arterio Morse into the transfer portal. we talked about that. Uh, Also, spring game coming up on Saturday. Longhorn fans, you ready for all that reaction? All the overreaction after the game? And um, my weirdest question of the day would be, will Sark give Arch Manning reps? If so, how many? If so, with what teams? Does Arch Manning get a rep with, is it third team? Like, is he third team offense? After Quinn Ewers would get his reps and Murphy gets his reps?
0: or Sark to just muck with us and the very first series with the first team just send Arch out there. No, and then know. like right before he's about to take a mm. step, call a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> call a timeout. Nah, that's call a funny. timeout. Look at everybody in the crowd, point to him, throw up a hook hookup and then put Quinn in
1: That's man. funny. Now that is funny. Make sure you discuss that with Quinn Ewers ahead of time. <laughs> but that is a funny idea. Uh, so we got that on the board four days away to the spring game. Um, right now though, let's get into the crap bag. We got to talk nfl sunday ticket get your finances ready here we go
0: chad's crap bag crap bag if you need an easy way to remember it just think of a bag of crap
1: brought to you by av consultations 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. so before this season people like me could just use the excuse of ah, i'm a cable guy I've had cable for a while. I'm not a satellite guy, so I just don't have NFL Sunday ticket. A few years ago, they put it on game consoles, and I did that for like one season, maybe two but then they changed the game console. I Like got, Xbox? Yeah. No, it was, it was PlayStation it was at the PlayStation? time. It PlayStation? You had the PlayStation? For only that. Literally didn't have, own a game. I did it for the NFL Sunday oh, ticket.
0: Oh, man. You got to get Grand or follow something. But
1: then they changed it, and it pissed me off. I turned into the old man. I said, ah, oh, forget it. I don't want it now. Mm-hmm. But now we knew it was going to YouTube TV. Now we know the prices, kids. If you are like me and you're already a subscriber to YouTube TV, 249 for existing customers. I broke it down for y'all. That's less than $15 a week in terms of a 17 game schedule. Now that's only if you are an existing customer and you do it by June 6th cuz that price will expire. If you want to add their Red Zone TV channel, that's going to be 40 more bucks, 289 for the season, $17 a week. So you know how much you watch the NFL. That's existing folks. For you that are not Customers with YouTube TV right now. They're doing a pre-sale for 349 That's $21 a week for the season. And if you want to go all the way for the regular season, if you let it roll all the way till it's just about to start, they're going to try to get $449 out of you, and they'll add 40 on for their Red Zone channel, so you'll be up at around $29 a week if you go full blast, regular price, with the Red Zone channel. Now, remember, I would assume that if those of you that are listening right now, if you watched the NFL Network version of the Red Zone channel last season, I'm assuming it's still there. Yeah, me too. I hope. I'm assuming it's still in that same location. That's what I've been doing ever since I got mad at the NFL Sunday ticket situation because it wouldn't stream right, and then I couldn't stream it. I wasn't going to keep buying game consoles every year just because of that. They kept moving moving the target on me. So I went to the Red Zone channel and thought, oh, that's good. So I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm always going to get Cowboys. But I'm also a Bucks fan. My wife is a Steelers fan. So what, this is a discussion we have to have at the house now, Zay. I have to go to my wife and say, okay, do you love black and yellow? Do I love the pirate flag enough that we get the, the Sunday ticket so we can go out if we need to, reach out and grab those games?
0: That's the question we got to figure I out. I would say with Kenny Pickett taking the snaps and Baker Mayfield taking the snaps, you might want to save this paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife that's your recommendation. Yeah, that, that, that's okay. all I'm saying. Maybe yeah. this you, you know, uh-huh. the draft's coming up in a few weeks. If both of those teams make some moves that maybe change that decision, then okay. go ahead but cuz we still have till june that's a, lot, to yeah, that's a long to figure it out time. Okay. but the prices that you just threw out there whoa
1: that's hefty it is a little husky it is hefty but i like i always do when you think about how you spend your nfl sunday i think the breakdown is fairly simple i've argued before if you're out of market if you love a team that's not in this market whatever it is chargers lions whoever and you devote yourself to nfl sunday to me it's totally worth it if you're talking about, I'm just, the, the most expensive version, $29 a week? I mean, think about that. If you'll watch every single game, 29 bucks. you can invite your friends over to the house. The game's on every single week. You go get food, you're chilling out, you're in your chair, you're watching on your TV for 30 bucks a week. If you went to a game, what would you pay? Tons. More than that. Right? Tons. You'd pay more than $29 to park. Oh, yeah. You know that. So, to me, if you're firmly devoted to your couch on an NFL Sunday and you love an out-of-market team, I think it's easy money.
0: Yeah, for us, it's, you know, we get to write it off anyway. You know, it's that is work. true. So That's true. It's, it's a little different for us, but for the everyday football fan, yeah, these prices are a little steep, but if you have a devoted team, like you said, it's definitely worth it. I'm good on red zone Cowboys games. Okay. Yeah. Like Red Zone, whatever package, what spectrum that I have. For that Red NFL zone. Network deal. Yeah I, yeah, I am good with that, keeping it rolling. And I feel like I've gotten it so many times, so many years. Now they've given me discounts. Like I got lead pass for half this year. There you go. So everyone. Like, That's yeah. good. They they treat you good because yeah. you've been with them. Yeah, so hopefully they throw me a bone there. But we know NFL, they, I know. they money hungry. So Red I zone, got that.
1: Red Zone Channel 311.
0: Yep, 311, shout baby. Out,
1: shout out to Channel 311. Love it. Love that. 7
0: hours of commercial, commercial free. Football. football, baby.
1: Yeah. Well, actually a couple seasons ago, wasn't that the channel that went away, but you still get that on that you still getting yeah, that on 311. You still got 311. Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. So, that's what you got to figure out uh for you NFL fans. Also, real quick, congrats to the Masters and John Rahm and Brooks Kepka and the crew. That was the most watched golf in 5 years. 12.06 million viewers. It peaked up above that at like around 15. That was up 19% from last year with Scotty Scheffler. Sorry, Scotty, about that because you're one of my favorites to watch. But apparently a lot of others were not watching last year. Was
0: five years ago when Tiger won it?
1: Five years ago would have been 2018, right? 2018. Tiger's was 2019, I okay. think.
0: Okay. Wow. That's interesting. I think that's right. But remember they had two Masters in twenty twenty. You remember enough two Masters in the same year Uh, for COVID? Yeah, that's true. So that might be counting that. You might be missing the –
1: you may be right. Maybe because Dustin Johnson was one, and yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe it does go back to Tiger. But that's great news that they got a, a pretty good number without Tiger really being a part of that. Yeah. Uh, that might be good news for golf overall. All right, coming up, let's get back to this Texas basketball story. Arterio Morris into the transfer portal. What does it mean for the team? Who are the Longhorns looking at to maybe have the transfer portal work in their favor? Uh, guys headed into Texas. We will talk about all of that with Keenan Womack of orangebloods.com. .com next on the horn